This is Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men to help you understand men and find love. I want to begin today's podcast with one of the worst pieces of dating advice that has ever been given. Be yourself. Just be yourself. Um, it's popular advice, to be sure. And uh, in saying that, I'm certainly not saying that you should pretend to be someone else. And sometimes when, when uh, people go to, uh, go to extremes, right? Uh, when I say don't be yourself, it doesn't literally mean don't be yourself. It's just that be yourself in and of itself is not particularly good advice. And so huh, the premise of today's podcast is really that dating is a skill. And, it's a, and like any skill, it is a skill that can be learned and improved upon that can make a tangible difference in your life. And obviously I believe it, I'm a dating coach, so it would be weird to suggest that dating is not a skill, right? Otherwise, what am I doing here? I'm teaching you something that, that cannot be improved upon. So telling someone to be themselves is not gonna help someone develop that skill set, and that's the weakness of that kind of advice, right? Experts often give this kind of advice. Now, the word expert is a loaded term anyway. Um, and I'm, I'm very conscious of it. Maybe I'll do an entire episode about it one day. But anybody could call themselves an expert. And I, I count myself among them. I was, my story's been told. Former screenwriter who was prolific at writing, online dating slut, turned it into a career. So when I talk to people who are, you know, PhDs in psychology and they've been practicing for 30 years and they've written medical papers, and I obviously have great respect for, for those folks. So there's all sorts of different kinds of expertise and, and certainly in the, 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 day, the, the internet world, um, you can go build a blog, call yourself an expert and ta-da, you, you're an expert. Uh, no one can tell you otherwise. Um, I think real expertise takes a lot more time. And um, just because I gave my opinion when I was 31 doesn't mean I haven't learned a whole ton now that I'm, I'm 43. So when you hear experts say, be yourself, they're giving you non-advice. Right? They're, they're giving you lazy information that's designed to make you feel good because the implication is that there's nothing that's ever wrong with you and there's nothing that you can do better. It's just everybody else. Um, but what do you learn from that? I mean, what, what, what's the teaching tool? It's like telling you, digest your food, breathe air. Okay, you're gonna try harder to digest your food or breathe air because some expert told you to? It's, again, it's, it's non-advice. The next problem I have with just be yourself is that I'm a coach for men, for women. The men you date, the ones that you don't like, they're being themselves. Oh yeah. The guys who send you dick pics, they're being themselves. The guys who never pay, they're being themselves. The guys who don't know how to communicate, the guys who have anger issues, bitterness towards women, the guys who only text, the guys who sleep with you and never call you again, they're being themselves. So how good is just be yourself? 
as far as dating advice goes. Um, you have a whole swath of people out there who are doing the best that they can, presumably, but their best isn't always good enough. So it's so easy to look at what men do wrong if you're a woman, right? And I'll, I'll go back to this frequently, but uh, since you date men in general, uh, men are the problems. Uh, if you dated women, women would be the problem. So the problem is not intrinsic to the, the, the gender, it's who you date. Those are the people who are the ones who are hurting you, who are violating your trust, who are disappointing you. Right? But if you, you asked a whole bunch of men um, about their dating experiences, they'd have just as many bad dating experiences as you did, right? courtesy of women. Right? But that doesn't mean that you're the problem or that all women are the problem. But there are women who hurt, hurt men in ways that, that, uh, that, that men hurt you. So since we could acknowledge that there's tons of dating advice that we can give to guys that would make them better dates, right? Guys are, uh, are particularly clueless, right? Since we know that men can improve their date performance, I think it stands to reason that women can as well. Finally, be yourself is what got you here. <laughs> and again, I don't say that. I'm, just, I'm not trying to bite the hand that feeds me. You never want to slam, slam your audience. but. Be yourself is, is what led you to this point where you're watching this video or you're reading my blog or you're on my newsletter or you're in my Love You program. Right? Um, and so we're dealing with shades, we're dealing with nuance. When I suggest that being yourself isn't in and of itself enough, I'm saying that there could be a more confident, self-aware, improved version of you. Not that you have to deny basically who you are. Right. And uh, again, by way of a, a short story, when I was in my 20s and I was dating for the first time as an, as an adult, um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm equally complicit in this. I had no chivalry skills. I come from Russian immigrant grandparents. They didn't teach my dad chivalry. I didn't know you were supposed to wait until everybody sat down to eat until I was in college and people made fun of me. Right? I wasn't taught about the rules of you know, walking on the proper side of the street or opening doors. Or, right? um, I didn't know the rules that guys are supposed to pay for first dates. And so as a result, I was a lot of people's bad date. Um, that's hard to admit. <laughs> um, I learned that perception is reality. And it doesn't matter if I had justifications for being the way I was, if I came by it honestly, if I was a a good person inside. If I went on a date and I didn't pick up the check, <laughs> someone thought I was cheap. So whether uh, I thought I was cheap, whether I had a, a good rationale for it, it didn't really matter. Dating was a skill and it was a skill that I didn't have and it was a skill that I had to acquire. Um, when I was dating, I, I talked about myself too much. I didn't know the value of listening and asking questions and making other people valued. I, I, I acted like I was on stage. I performed. And sometimes I got away with the performance, right? And sometimes people found it insufferable. And you have to go through that, that, that process and unfortunately get feedback to learn these kind of things. The trouble is most of us don't get that kind of feedback, right? I was a glutton for, for punishment, right? You know, I did this, you know, I did online dating. People try online dating for two, three months and then I quit. I did it for 10 years. 
And um, just by, by persevering, I learned so much about women and dating and online dating and of course myself. It, it, again, dating is just holding up a mirror to you where you get to see who you are and how you're perceived and what your flaws are. Now, just because someone says something about you doesn't mean they're right. But if people repeatedly say it about you, if you get the same feedback over and over, you know, you gotta be sort of blind not to give it some measure of credence. And so I want you to think of dating as no different than dancing or golf, <laughs> um, computer programming, uh, knitting, whatever it is that you do. There is a skill to it. Right. There's something that you can do. There's something that you can do better if you got more feedback. And it's in your best interest to get better at it because otherwise you become convinced that it is fundamentally flawed or it sucks, right? Golf sucks if you can't play golf. Office politics are terrible if you're not good at navigating office politics, that kind of thing. So yes, dating is going to suck unless you realize that being yourself isn't in and of itself enough and that you start to acquire the skill of getting better at dating and hopefully that's what I'm here for. So um, when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you how to get good at this without having to go on 300 dates. This is the Love You Podcast. I'm Evan Marquez. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Marquez, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Um, I want to shed light on why being yourself is useless advice and why dating is a skill that you can actually get better at. Um, first, I want you to consider, have you ever met a guy who is good at dating? Right? Now, when someone's really good at something, they don't, they don't advertise it. It's not going to come in, I'm really good at dating. What you're going to notice is that he doesn't make all the mistakes that other guys make. It's going to be really the absence of problems. Right? He's going to um, call you and plan in advance instead of texting you on Friday and saying, hey, what are you doing now? Right? He's going to um, you know, uh, be chivalrous. He's going to uh, let you order whatever you want on the menu, choose an atmosphere and place that's near your home. He's going to ask you questions about yourself and listen to your answers. He's not going to dominate the conversation or talk about how much his exes suck or match.com or Tinder sucks or um, how much his job sucks. He's going to um, be sunny and open and warm and he's going to pick up the check at the end of the night and he's going to walk you to your car. And... But how many guys actually do that? And so there's some people who instinctively just get it right, but for the most of us, it's a learned skill. You, it's, you get positive feedback and you do more of it. The problem is we don't always get that kind of positive feedback. Right? By, by example, I bet, you, I bet that you haven't spent too much time thinking about how you can be a great date. You spend a lot of time thinking about how men are not great dates, the many, many ways in which they disappoint you. But unless you've taken any time to think about how you can be a better date, you are part of the same thing that these men are part of. Right? You're going out there and you have no strategy, no plan, no self-awareness. You go up, you sort of hope that there's attraction. And Smart dating is more than that. It's not just showing up and looking cute. There's, there's actually a skill involved. 
So when a guy is good at dating, he didn't come out of the womb knowing it. He didn't get lessons at the hand of his father for the most part. He practiced. And that's where uh, pickup artists come in. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with pickup artists. I know uh, a decent portion of my audience is, uh, is over the age that <laughs> most pickup artists are. It's pretty sad if you're a pickup artist in your 40s. Um, but pickup artists are guys who, for the most part, have, have limited social skills, very little confidence or experience with women, who read up on the internet and sort of use themselves as, as social guinea pigs, right? They, they put themselves out there and they get rejected and they get rejected and they try different techniques and they try different lines and they share war stories and they've built up systems on that guys without any social confidence, guys who don't have the ability to speak to other women without a script, will then take these, these, these skills out for, for a, a, a ride and see how they work. And sure enough, if enough dorky guys um, got enough practice, they end up with, maybe it starts with a false sense of confidence, but it turns into real confidence because they are following effective tools on how to get women to like you. Right? And again, it just comes from repetition and practice. What works, what doesn't. Right? The scientific method, right? without having any bias. Is this helping me get what I want? Now, unfortunately for pickup artists, it's usually they just want, they haven't got the long-term picture. They don't know how to be men and get married, but they're very effective at getting laid. Right? And for their purposes, their techniques work well, and it comes from practice and experience. And so um, there's not, there's, there aren't many examples on the women's side of women doing the same sort of thing. The closest thing I could think of, uh, of comparing, and, it, and it's not even a, a fair comparison, is uh, Rachel Greenwald, his um, friend who wrote a book uh, years ago called Have Him at Hello. The original title was Why He Didn't Call You Back. And she interviewed a thousand guys. Now, again, she's, she's a very bright and talented writer, uh, dating coach, matchmaker. Um, most of what's in her book is stuff I could tell you because I am a guy. <laughs> I didn't need to interview a thousand guys to arrive at it. But it's great to have that kind of validation. So Rachel interviews a thousand guys. Why didn't you call women back? And she wrote an interesting book about it. And it's stuff that's, she said, 85% of the time, there is a reason that goes beyond, oh, I just didn't feel the chemistry. And that's the easiest, strangely, the easiest stuff for, easiest stuff for us to take is, ah, I didn't feel the chemistry. And that's what you pass up on guys and guys pass up on you and it, it really avoids the real issue. 85% of the time, there's an actual reason, something that happened on the date that explains why he didn't call you. And the way Rachel puts it, and I'm not gonna paraphrase her whole book, too busy, too opinionated, too selfish, too talkative, too difficult, too reserved. Now again, that's not supposed to paralyze you. Oh my God, I can't be too this and I can't be too that. And, no one's trying to make you into like a shell of a person who's afraid of expressing herself, right? But the same way that I have to look at these videos and see how I come across and, and uh, know, what, know what my flaws are. Um, it would be hard to watch a videotape of yourself on a, on a date. Like, it would be painful for, for us to do that. But that's essentially what, what happens when you're sitting across from someone. They're looking at you for the first time through a fresh set of eyes. So things that come naturally to you might be a little weird to them. And vice versa, when a guy comes out and he's just being himself, right? And he doesn't realize that it's almost like, almost like a job interview, you 
kind of have to put on the the best self that's going to get the job. And in dating, you just don't get that kind of feedback. You go on a date with a guy and he acts in one way or another. He calls you, texts you, wants to see you again. You just don't respond to him. So how does he learn from that experience? He doesn't. And he does it again and again and again with different women and he has no idea why it's not working. But you know why you didn't see him. And it wasn't just chemistry, it was something that he did. And so Rachel Greenwald in her book talks about something called the exit interview. Again, it's just like a job, you've been let go from your job and they sit you down and they explain to you why you've been let go. Um, we never do this in dating, right? If, if, if you ever get feedback, it's inadvertent. <laughs> it's, it's out of anger, right? The, the things that I learned from going out with hundreds of people were generally women who <laughs> who had no filters, who, who hated me, who told me negative things that often had a basis in truth. Um, and that's, you know, I, it was always hard to hear, but, you know, eventually it sinks in. Most of us don't get that kind of feedback. So if you rented a car and the people at the front desk at the car service um, at Avis or something were, were, were rude and negative, it's in your best interest to fill out a comment card or go to the website and let those people know. Otherwise, they're going to keep on being negative. So Rachel encourages you and I would encourage you in specific situations to do the exit interview. And what is an exit interview? It's nothing more than asking for feedback after the fact. Now, you don't do this with every guy. You've got to be judicious about it. But if you had a date where you felt a good connection, yeah, it was a fun date. And I'm shocked I didn't hear from that guy. Well, you don't want to do it the next day. You give him time. But if a week passes and you don't hear from the guy, pretty sure he's not going to call. At which point, you fire him off an email. Hey, Brad, I had fun meeting you last week. Uh, I thought we had a connection. Didn't hear from you. No big deal. I'm a big girl. I can take it. But I'd love to hear why. Specifically, don't just tell me there wasn't any chemistry. Was there anything that I did on the date that put you off in any way that explains why I didn't hear from you? Right? And don't worry, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm just looking to grow and get better and find, you know, find a, a, you know, the right kind of guy for me. It's a very earnest, sincere, you're not begging him back. You'll be surprised at how many people take the time to respond. And I think if a man wrote to you that way, I would hope you'd respond to him as well. And what you hear is usually one of two things. You will either hear in a certain percentage of times, actually, it had nothing to do with you. Actually, when I was out with you, I realized I'm still kind of hung up on my ex-girlfriend. It's not your fault. You seem really, really great. Or I got really slammed at work and I apologize for being so flaky. Please give me another chance. I'd like to see you again. So some portion of the time, it's actually not, you actually did have a good connection and stuff happened that went unexplained, right? And that's really validating. That's really nice. Oh, it wasn't me. I did What I felt on that date was right. And then a certain percentage of the time, you're going to get feedback on how you came across to someone else. I, I, I remember one of my clients who did this at my behest learned that the main reason that the guy didn't come back for more was because she didn't, <laughs> she didn't give him any feedback. She kind of sat there like evaluating him like, like this, like, like, a, like a, a business person, but she wasn't engaged. So he basically didn't ask her out because he didn't think she liked him. Right? She didn't give him enough signs that he was doing well. Right? That is a big takeaway. To learn to be more engaged and give your date more positive feedback. Touch him on the hand. Look him in the eye. 
ask him questions, laugh at his jokes. Let him know that he, he can kiss you if he wants. Right? That, that's the value of an exit interview. You could really learn what guys think about because there's only so much I can tell you from, from where I sit without being there on the date with you. There's only so much I can tell you. The best person to tell you what's not working is the guy that you're with. So it doesn't mean all constructive feedback is, is equal. Right? There's anomalies, there's, there's crazy people, there's people with bad days. It, you don't have to take all of the advice to heart. You'll be able to filter out what's real and what's not. You'll be able to, to, to process it. But what I realized is that pretty much all the criticism ever leveled at me was real. Um, and I could ignore it at my own peril and just say, well, I'm just going to be myself. I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on talking about myself all the time and I'm gonna keep planning dates where women have to drive over to my side of town, and I'm gonna keep asking them to split the check, and I'm gonna keep on participating in behaviors that are completely ineffective, and then complain that it's not working. Obviously, that's not what I chose to do. I chose to learn, um, and I would really encourage you to do the same. Uh, as I've already suggested, not all criticism is cr created equal. You have to consider the source, uh, and you have to ask yourself whether it resonates with you, but once you understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, you could kind of work around your weaknesses and, and try to address them and be a better date that's more likely to get guys to want to come back for more. So where does this leave you? Um, well, uh, I'm going to keep on giving you free information and advice from my podcast here on YouTube. I'm going to do it in my newsletter. I'm going to do it on my blog. Um, but the best stuff I have is in my programs. My book, Why He Disappeared, um, which is available on my website, uh, is going to explain to you exactly why guys disappear from a first date, why they disappear during the courtship process, why they disappear from a relationship. So you can understand exactly how men have been reacting to you for all these years once and for all. So check that out. Uh, I enjoyed this. I hope you did as well. Uh, my name is Evan Mark Katz. The next time we're going to talk about how to make an ins insecure boyfriend feel more secure on the next Love You podcast. So I'm really excited to give that to you. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this, please click like, click subs subscribe, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and most importantly, go to evanmarkcats.com, go to free advice, give me your email address, and I will send you free dating and relationship advice until you grow up. Talk to you next week. Thanks for your time.